Hey, Business Building Warrior, it's Jim. I've got a guest today on the episode, so we'll be bringing him on board here in just a moment. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that gets just a little bit less attention than it probably should. And I also think it makes people a little more nervous than it probably should. We're going to talk about account health, the threat of suspension, IP alerts, and all that stuff today. What's the latest? I like to talk about this from time to time on the show so you feel like you're really on the cutting edge. You're getting the latest content and material on this topic. And my goal today is to give you what you need to have in order to have you sleep well at night, knowing that your account is secure, you're doing all you can to keep it healthy, and know that even in the worst case disasters, you'll hear me say this on the show here in a few minutes as well with our guest, but even in the worst case of worst disaster stories I've ever heard with Amazon sellers, there's always a path back. There's always something you could do to get things rocking again every single time. The number of permanent suspensions that I've ever personally heard of after over a decade of teaching tens of thousands of people about how to sell on Amazon, permanent suspensions, I can still count on one hand. And I'm convinced that a couple of those, if they'd have been persistent, they'd have got their account back, but they just decided not to. So I don't want to underplay the importance of today's episode, but at the same time, this is something that you want to take seriously. So don't be worried about it. Don't feel like it's something big, bad, and scary, but you do need to take it seriously. So we're going to hang out with our preferred expert on all things account health at Amazon, Mr. Scott Margolius. I'm going to bring him on the line here in just a moment. I do want to tell you about the new course that one of our top coaching directors, who's coached as many, if not more people on our team than anyone else, has put together with Scott. His name is Larry Pruitt. So Larry and Scott Margolius, they got together, they created a course. It's everything you need to know to keep your account healthy and stable and sleep well at night, knowing that you're doing everything you can to keep things nice and squared away with Amazon. That course can be found at provenamazoncourse.com slash health. And it's about six hours of content. And if you jump in at the launch date, which is in the show notes, I'm not sure when the date is exactly as I'm recording this, but if you jump in at the beginning of that, you'll actually have live interaction as well that'll be recorded for the later version of the course that's all recorded content at that point. But you're going to spend five, six hours with them and you're going to know all that you could possibly need to know to do your own account health management, responding to IP complaints, all of those things. We spend some time on today's show talking about who needs this information and who doesn't, how big you need to be before these kind of things become a concern. A lot of great tips today on keeping your account healthy as well. If you're not wanting to invest any money in that right now, but you're just wanting to learn the basics, Scott has a new book as well. And it's just a few dollars. I highly recommend that as a good starting point. So let's jump over right now. I'm going to get the latest from Scott on all things Amazon account health. You're going to enjoy this episode. This is one you need to listen to. Talk to you soon. So, Mr. Scott Magolius, welcome back to the show, man. Good to see you. Likewise, good to see you. Hey, let's get right into account health. What's happening out there? What are you seeing? You, you are our go-to expert, as people just heard in the introduction. Like we've refer pretty much everyone to you when they see these IP complaints and these interesting challenges, lawyer letters, or whatever you can get yourself into here. You know, so, so what are you seeing? What's the landscape? You know, I I keep seeing the account health concerns that are specifically related to IP complaints. And it really makes me want to put together a plan 
to approach Amazon to fix these problems at their core, right? Because sellers shouldn't have to be dealing with these issues. A lot of this is just because the system itself is broken. And the dirty little secret is that there are a whole bunch of people out there in the world making money off of the fact that these IP complaints in this broken system exists. And I'd much rather see it fixed. And I don't want to have to deal with them either. You don't want to have to deal with them as a seller. I don't want to have to help you with them. I don't like them any more than you do. And let's so, spend our time on production instead of absolutely let's, paperwork let's, let's, on top of paperwork and all that's unnecessary at the end of the day, right? Hundred percent. Who wants to mess around with this stuff? It's completely unnecessary. Yeah. You know, it's it's just because the system is broken. It yeah. shouldn't even exist. Yeah. It reminds me, just as you're saying it, I feel like we're describing the. Uh, I'm one of these flat tax guys. You know, simplified tax. I want to be able to fill out my taxes on a postcard. <laughs> right? I agree completely. It, 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 you know, we've created this entire industry of experts who have to get advanced levels of knowledge and education and skills because our tax code is hundreds of thousands of pages and volumes of information that no single human can ever comprehend. And Amazon starts to feel that way a little bit on this whole area, right? It's like, oh, sure. come on, guys. Nobody knows what's truly going on. But, but you know, let's cut to the bottom line too, just to give people hope in case they're not in the Amazon arena already. We don't want to scare you away. I mean, we're still looking at like about a 95% rate of like, hey, everything's cool when you do get these suspension scares. Is that still an accurate stat? I still think that's real, reasonable and, and realistic. People can get past these types of account health problems. The biggest thing that people run into is not knowing what to do and doing it themselves, not knowing what to do. It's sort of problematic. I was talking to a friend this morning. It's like, you know, we were going to set a time to meet. And I said, well, I got to call my uh, lawyer and my accountant in order to figure out when I have time on my schedule to be able to talk to you. And he said, oh, that's a big problem because you don't want to spend too much time with your lawyer or your accountant or your doctor because that's usually not good news, right? And it's just, I, immediately I'm thinking, and you don't want to have to spend too much time with an account health expert either. You know, that's right. if you could be working on all these types of things on your own, fixing your account, being equipped to be able to handle these things, then there's so many of the different types of problems that you could run into that you could avoid completely. Or if you run into them, you don't have to panic and, you know, not because you don't know what to do or you don't know where to go to get help. Yes. So. I love that analogy. Great, great visual. It's, you know, account health issues should be more like, you know, building a moat around the castle versus running around with your hair on fire each time something happens, right? It's Yeah. Yeah. To a large degree. I mean, if you get sick, you usually know what to do. If you stay sick for too long, it's like, oh, you know, maybe I should make an appointment with the doctor. But you know what number to call. You know where you're going to go. You know what kind of doctor you're going to call a lot of the time, unless it's just going to be a general practitioner and they're going to refer you. But you know what to do. You, you know what number to call if you have an emergency. I mean, you ought to at least be familiar with what those steps are, you know, the initial steps. But I mean, we've laid it all out right? And people are reading the Amazon Plans of Action book. It's tremendous. a lot of this stuff out for themselves. It's wonderful. I, I think it's great. Yeah. I, I had the pleasure of getting one of the first copies to one of the first people to kind of cruise through that book. And I just loved it, man. I've already told many people in our community about it. And, and I think a lot of people at our event, the Proven Conference, which it was great having you there, man, here just a few weeks ago as we're recording. I think Great, a lot of man. people went out and snagged a copy of that book too. Tell us a little bit about that book, who it's for, why you wrote it. Fill us in on that. I mean, the the real thing is it's it's for sellers. I, I feel like sellers ought to be able to be equipped to handle these types of things with their account. You know, when they don't know what to do, that's when they get hit upside the head and and lose their account when they shouldn't. 
you know, they, they lose the account because they don't know what to do. That doesn't mean that there isn't something that is known that can be done, right? Just because you don't know it, people are at a loss. And so they get, they get stuck and don't know where to turn, don't know who to reach out to. This book clarifies a lot of that, you know, makes it possible for, for you to be in the driver's seat when it comes to account health. I mean, that's awesome. That's what people need to do in order to be able to run their account effectively. I love it. You know, the analogy that just popped in my head, I love word pictures and I, I just had a, a word picture pop in my head. I think the role you're playing is kind of like when you, you got a teenage driver and you're having a conversation with them about driving. At some point, they're going to be in a traffic accident possibly or get pulled over by a law enforcement officer at some point. You don't wait to just experience that. You talk about it beforehand. Like, here's the things you'll do. You know, you're not going to get out of the car, jump up and down on top of the car and scream, you're evil, you know, to the policeman. No, you're going to sit politely with your hands on the steering wheel and you're going to say yes, sir, and no, sir. And you're going to get the papers they request, right? Or if you're in a traffic accident, you know, you're going to call us, you're going to, you know, you can call the police, you're going to stay on the scene. Like, what do you do? What don't you do? Like, but if you wait till you're in the moment, you can kind of freak out if you don't know. (laughs) And you can make mistakes and do stupid things that make the situation way worse. Definitely. If it, you haven't, and that's what I think your book kind of does is say, hey, you know, these things may never happen. Hopefully they won't. But if they do, it's not a big deal. Here's what you do next. And I think it, it just helps people sleep better at night too, knowing For these sure. things. For sure. I mean, it's like you, you can read through this book in two or three hours and get immense peace of mind out of it, right? You have a much better feel for what your approach should be if you run into one of these problems. Very good. So, so just give me some overview. We can't do two or three hours of content, obviously, in one podcast episode, but give me some of the big mistakes people might make when they get that IP complaint or they, they get a letter from a lawyer and they don't know if it's a competitor being mean or if it's actually something they should pay attention to. Like, Just hit a high level on, on those two issues for me, if you would. I mean, I would say the biggest thing would be responding too quickly. You, know, you feel like, oh, I got to get a response to Amazon and it's more important for it to be measured, more important for you to have a real understanding of what your response should be instead of just replying. Uh, one of the things I touch on in the book that is a huge mistake that people make is they ask Amazon a question, like, how do I fix this? Or why did I receive this? Or I don't understand why you're contacting me. And, and that's just a complete waste of time and is damaging, you know? So responses like that, when you didn't take a chance to, to breathe or you weren't prepared to understand what's actually happening, what Amazon wants of you, those are the kinds of things that, you know, you, you can be, be much better equipped. Very good. Yeah, that's a great tip. So we've also created some content recently. And I want to share with the listeners a little bit about that. You spent some time with one of our lead coaches on our team, Larry Pruitt, and created more in depth. Now, what makes this course different from the book you just described? Who is the course for versus the book? Talk us through that a little bit. Sure. So the book goes into... A high level and, and specifics about plans of action. The course is much more focused on in intricate details of your account health, what you know the different aspects of the account health are and where to go in your account and, and more of a overview of how to manage things when you get certain types of complaints and an overview of what the different types of complaints are and how you might uh, respond in each case. The nice thing about it is, you know, we'll go over there. There's six different sections of specific content. And then in the next day, uh, that's pre-recorded, but we'll go over in a live Q&A the following day after the initial recording is played. And that'll give people a chance to really dig in, you know, to ask specific questions, to ask things that 
might apply to them in their case that it doesn't necessarily get addressed to the level that you would want it to in the in the course or the training itself. And then, of course, there's there's the Facebook group that goes along with it for ongoing support when somebody runs into, hey, I need you know some sort of additional specific help. Who is so for, that course it, hasn't launched. Just so it hasn't know, launched. As it's we're recording this, it hasn't launched yet. So when it, it does, and we'll have that date in the show notes for this episode, because as we're recording this, we're not sure exactly what that date is. It won't be too far in the future, but you can actually go through live, go through the course, have the follow-up Q&A calls, you know, that Facebook will be an ongoing thing. So maybe if someone's listening to this six months after we recorded it, that should still be, we, we intend to have that as a fully operating offer where you can buy the course, get into the Facebook group and really set yourself up. Correct me if I'm wrong, Scott, but the, but the idea is here to, to be competent enough that you're checking the right things with enough frequency or someone on your team is that you can avoid the vast majority of these issues entirely. I would think that you would be able to be competent to fix the majority of them. Yes. There's still going to be questions. You know, you can't cover absolutely everything in a six session course. There's just, you know, years of knowledge that goes into it, but it should cover at least 80%, you know, yeah, of the types of things that you'd run into. And I mean, the reality is this, the course itself, I mean, it, anybody could benefit from it, but the people who really should be looking at it are the ones who are doing a certain volume where it's getting to the point where they get these more regularly. It's a common thing on their account where they're looking at the account health dashboard and they get the things showing up all the time and they're wondering how to handle that and are they ready to have somebody else uh, do that for them in terms of, you know, do you want to hire somebody, a VA, train them with the systems and processes that you can build out from the, the training, the course, or you know, do you want to have somebody else in your organization to do it? But I mean, if you're the person who's in charge of account health, it'll give you a much better understanding of, how to handle things and help you be more efficient as well. Yeah, just give you a good deal of confidence that, you know, I like when, and I've been saying this for over 20 years, you know, even dealing with eBay sellers. And, and back then people think it's rough with Amazon and comparison. And I contrast what we had to deal with with eBay. And this is a, we're tiptoeing through the tulips with Amazon. Back then it was the valley, the shadow of the death every day, man. You could just wake up and your account was gone and there was no one to call or email. Fascinating. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was brutal. And that was my number one issue back then. Now, at least you've got a follow-up process. And even once they've said, hey, sorry, you've been suspended. Don't contact us again. You could still get your account back. I mean, it's there's people to talk to. There's things that can be done. There's a process. And, and uh, you know, there's a lot more stability here. But people are running far bigger businesses now too. You know, back in my eBay days, 20 years ago, a big business was a guy who was selling a thousand bucks a week. It's like, whoa, that's insane. You're making a, you're selling a thousand dollars a week online. That's nuts. And now that's kind of like an average seller, you know, like, uh, you know, that's someone who kind of does it part-time on the side. You get six, seven, eight figure businesses rocking. People become concerned about the stability. And, and I think from everything I've seen, Scott, looking at the landscape of account health training and education, you really are on the cutting edge. And, and you've worked some, you flat out worked some miracles <laughs> that we've seen firsthand in this community. You've got some connections, you've been doing it a while. You can get deep in the weeds on just about any issue and speak with confidence. And uh, I love that you finally got some tangible content. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's helpful for sure. You can send somebody to a resource and, and you know, they can get up to speed a lot faster. It's very helpful. Sure. Exactly. And that's why we're doing this podcast is to let people know, you know, don't, don't panic, don't be concerned, be equipped, educate yourself, know what the risks really are, know how to respond to them and put a system in place. 
there's a few healthy habits you need to develop. And a good step might be to, to grab Scott's book. And what is the title again? I want to make sure we get that right for everyone. Well, it'll be in the show notes too. Sure. I mean, you can look it up. Just go to Amazon, type in plans of action, and that'll that'll bring it up. But the title is Amazon Plans of Action, Proven Tactics for Winning Appeals. Um, Beautiful. I mean, the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway for me that people should be keeping in mind is don't wait until you have a problem in order to learn how to fix it. When we know that this is a problem that you're likely to have, you could be putting in the time right now to you know, spend two or three hours reading. At a very minimum, you will be far better equipped to handle a problem like this when it comes up. Absolutely. And then we've got the course for those who want to participate in that. That's going to be at provenamazoncourse.com slash health. Easy enough. Provenamazoncourse.com slash health. That'll be in the show notes as well, along with the date of launch. And even if you miss the launch and you're not in the live experience, we'll have an ongoing offer as well for people to get the recordings and, and go through that. Or maybe someone on your team, depending on the size of your, your business. So that's going to be at an extreme discount. We kicked the price around quite a bit. We're going to launch it far less money than that it's worth for sure. Because sure. this is one of those boring topics. I think, you know, people like, ah, I'd just rather not have to deal with that. But you do have to deal with it. It is a reality. Um, I've never asked you this before, Scott, but you know, what are the odds if you're an Amazon seller that at some point you're going to experience one of the challenges that's addressed in this training? Uh, well, when I was speaking at the conference, I was kind of curious about that myself because you know I only have my perspective. But then you got you know 70, 80 people, whoever, however many are in the room, whatever. And I asked them, you know, pulled the audience. How many of you have been selling on Amazon and have never had an account health issue? No hands went up. Wow. See, I wasn't in your session. I, we had several breakout sessions and yours was one. I'm, I'm glad to hear it was well attended. That's an awesome crowd. I hadn't heard from you yet. <laughs> so that's cool. But no one. Yeah, I didn't expect gone. that. I thought that somebody could potentially have had an issue. But I mean, I've never talked to anybody who hasn't had one. But then again, I'm talking to people. It's like I'm in an emergency room, you know, people yeah. come to into the emergency room have a reason why they're there. And sure. so, sure. You know, I, I just wanted to ask the question because you know I recognize that my perspective might be skewed. That would be interesting to see uh, an Amazon poll on that. Uh, you see Amazon's little polls in Seller Central? <laughs> yeah, I bet they get some interesting responses there. But well, that, yeah, it, it is a common thing. So, if, I, you know, I want to balance, hey, new sellers, it's okay. There's a tremendous opportunity here. You can navigate these challenges, but you need to do it intelligently, especially if you don't want to have a handful of sleepless nights when you do get some of these issues popping up. You want to be well-equipped, know what you're facing, what you're up against, and all the while knowing that if you do handle it properly, you've got a very high chance, 95% is the number I always hear from guys like Scott in the industry, of getting everything back to where it needs to be. And you can do it faster if you do it right as well. Right. I mean, yeah, that makes sense too. It's like you can be far more efficient with handling these things when you know what you're doing, right? So what, that makes all kinds of sense to get this off your dashboard faster, get the ASIN reinstated faster, get your account reinstated faster, all those kinds of things. I mean, the reality is this type of training, it goes hand in hand with all of the other training, especially for a new seller that they're that they're taking in. It's like, okay, how do I do this? And and what does it mean? What is this? What is this replen language? What does that mean? And and what is it like? Oh, I'm I, I want to get into wholesale, or I want to transition into RA and OA, or I want to start doing private label. All these things that people are learning, you know, either through the course or coaching or 
maybe they're getting outside help somewhere else or going through YouTube, whatever it is, there isn't a whole lot of focus and concentration on what do you do when you get stuck in the ugly side of Amazon? What do you do when it's not just about making money? And to me, it's just part of the whole picture, right? It's like certain things that you should have learned in school. They should have taught you and you should have learned and it doesn't seem like it gets taught. You know, basics like money management or, or proper nutrition. You know, you go to PE, but that doesn't really teach you how to take care of yourself and how to exercise properly and to achieve certain goals or anything like that. You don't, there's so many different things that you don't learn that you should be learning. But that applies here in, in this, the life of the Amazon seller as well. You know, yeah, you've it's, got to it's be just thinking. not that exciting. It's not that exciting. You know, if, if we have a podcast episode where I say, hey, I'm going to tell you 10 things to go buy right now and you can make money. Well, the smart person would go, he can't tell tens of thousands of people the same item and but people would still listen they'd be like whoa what's he gonna say you know but we say hey account health everyone's like oh snooze fest until you need it and then you're like where's scott where's his number i have it somewhere yeah (laughs) right yeah but you're far better off to know this stuff in advance you know you you want to be exercising every day not wait till you've had your heart attack that's exactly right and the good habits that you can get into maybe that's a few pointers we can leave folks with as we start to wrap this one up but i have a few things that i have in my mind that help you avoid you know especially like ip complaints with replin sellers where you might have 500 1000 2000 different asins that you're selling against and all different brands and exposure one of the things we teach this is just a basic concept of avoiding these things is make sure there's a bit of a history of other sellers having sold this thing because odds are, if they're going after sellers, you're going to see fewer, fewer sellers. Over if, it, if there's only one seller and it's the guy who, you know, and the, the name of the seller matches the name of the brand you're about to sell, and that's the only seller, they're probably going to try to protect their brand. You probably can stay away from that one and avoid a lot of trouble. You know, we teach basic stuff like that. Uh, and you can see, like, if it goes from, we use Keepa to see this, if it goes from like 20, 25, 30 sellers bouncing up and down, and all of a sudden, like, just jump down to one seller. It's like, hmm, I bet they went after all the sellers and said, hey, stop selling our brand for some reason. But the good news is there's millions and millions of brands out there that are still ridiculously wide open. But that's one of the things we teach you in the replant training to avoid these IP complaints. You know, what other kind of, any other little tips pop to mind to avoid some of those, you know, common things that can trigger uh, an issue? I mean, some of the ones I see most often are, I'll try to give you an example and save the names, but uh, here's the listing, right? And it's for Pop-Tarts. And oh, it looks great. Selling really well. It has good reviews, whatever. And there are five sellers on the listing. But the dead giveaway is the brand is not Pop-Tarts. The brand is uh, Tasty Snacks. And and the Tasty Snacks company has these all these other products in their inventory where they've just taken somebody else's brand and tried to list it under theirs. Right, they don't have the IP for for the pop tarts. They haven't done anything to make the listing any better. They they haven't changed it in any way. They haven't added a recipe book for how to get the you know the best toast on your pop tart. They've done nothing. But here they are sitting there like a troll, kicking other people off this listing. But the problem is that's that's something that you as a seller should have recognized that is that's happening here. If it doesn't say pop tarts in the brand, if it says some strange name that doesn't match what the product is, that's a dead giveaway. So I see that happen all the time. Let me restate this, make sure I followed you on this one, but you've got a guy out there. We just called him a troll, I think. If he's got five boxes of Pop-Tarts and he wants to call it his own brand 
And you try to sell against that as a second seller coming on with those same Pop-Tarts, which anybody can go grab. Well, he might come after you and it, it here's some of that completely unnecessary paperwork <laughs> that we're all buried in. And you're saying we're better off just to avoid that listing altogether. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. My, my goal is to eliminate that as a possibility. You know, I want to fix what's wrong with Amazon that even allows that to be possible. Exactly. Yes. You, you've got to, if you're going to create a new listing, it brings some value of some kind. You know, if, if he's calling it a, a college gift pack that includes Pop-Tarts and some other things and a tip to success your first year in college and it's got some Cheetos and Pop-Tarts and that's a pretty interesting bundle concept. Yeah. Yeah. It's got good a book on, in there. Good on him for creating. trademarked that. on him. Yeah. And he's got able to rank it and you come in as a second seller and you're trying to duplicate that. Well, he might come after you and he probably has a good argument for it. Like, no, that's my bundle. It's got some unique aspects you, that you're unable to duplicate. That's actually a solid strategy. But this guy that's got a couple boxes of Pop-Tarts and he's trying to rebrand it as his own. Yeah. And you come in, yeah, just leave it alone. Ideally, those things don't rank well. And that's what I think you'd like to see, Scott, is Amazon just go, wait a second, you can't call <laughs> two boxes of Pop-Tarts your own brand and keep other people off the listing just because you don't want them there. Just because you made the listing doesn't make it yours. I think that's that eBay mentality floating back into Amazon is you know, on, on eBay, if I create a listing, it's mine. No one else can come in and say, hey, yeah, I'm selling that exact same product. Uh, I'm just going to say there's quantity two now, you know, because I got that same thing. You can't do that on eBay. You got to create a new listing. Yeah. Amazon, which is, one which guy, is great. That's beneficial in some ways. It is. But from a shopper's perspective, it's kind of a pain because a shopper wants to go in and see all the Pop-Tarts nice and clean, you know, boom, boom, boom. They don't want to see 400 listings for Pop-Tarts for, for strawberry Pop-Tarts. They want to see one listing for strawberry Pop-Tarts and a two-pack, a six-pack, and all right there, you know? So we do benefit as sellers from that slight disorganized catalog. Well, it's, even, it's even worse on Walmart. Oh, that's chaos. It's a chaotic nightmare. Yeah. However, in the midst of that chaos, it's huge opportunity if you know exactly what you're doing. right. Yeah. yeah. You just want to avoid getting your wagon trail attacked or dying of dysentery and then you're good. <laughs> the Oregon trail game. Sorry, homeschooled humor. But yeah, the Wild West is always full of opportunity. That's, you know, that's what makes this game. And I would argue Amazon still is, you know, as established as it seems to be, we'll look back 20 years from now, 10 years, even three years from now, where we are now and go, wow, that was crazy Wild West territory. All kinds of opportunity. It's still being figured out and explored. It, it blows my mind, Scott, and this is kind of a commercial for the replens model. It just blows my mind how many everyday household name brands that you and I could rattle off right now, the commercials we've heard them, we've seen their brands. on, And you can go and find listings right now to make money selling those products because people are paying for the convenience and they're not necessarily doing the math. Yeah. They don't think, hey, I'm actually paying more per unit for this three-pack than if I bought a single. They're fine with it. They see the three-pack, they grab it. Boom, they're happy. It's going to be on their porch. And, and you're making money as the seller, but we stay away from the single because that's a waste of everyone's time and energy. So the three-pack gets ranked because that's one all the sellers are excited about and populating, right? So there's all kinds of opportunity out there. But I love the point you made about avoiding listings where it's someone is trying to put their own brand on products that are already branded that's a good, that's a really good tip. And you can see those sellers too. They often do it frequently. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to avoid bundles like that as well. You know, just because, oh, I can create my own lollipop that goes along with the coffee mug, you know, doesn't mean you should. That's, they consider that to be theirs and you should too. Yeah. 
that's a great tip. Anything else common that we can avoid? I think we pointed out a couple of good ones here. I mean, I haven't seen a whole lot of instruction on the significance or importance of condition and prep. You know, everybody thinks that of that is the same kind of thing. It's like, okay, you put tape on this, you put it in a box and, you know, oh, it looks pretty new to me, but it's such a big deal. So many complaints on Amazon are driven by buyers who are upset with the quality of the product, the condition of the product, the way that it's packaged. It's not showing up in brand new pristine condition. And, and you can control a lot of that, both when you're sourcing and as you're prepping and packaging and shipping to Amazon to make sure that the product that the buyer receives is in the exact condition that you sourced it in, which hopefully is pristine and meets Amazon's definition of new. There are so many different parts of that equation that that you really need to know, yeah, you can't get away with that. I mean, you'd be amazed at the stuff I've seen show up that I've ordered from eBay. I mean, it definitely looks like somebody packed that in their basement or you know, maybe in the middle of their campsite or anything. I mean, it's just anything goes. And Amazon standards are so much higher. You don't want to try to get away with things like that on Amazon. Yeah, we, we've had to, in our own business, had to shut down a few listings because it was a great seller. But we sent in a batch, five, seven of them that just weren't packaged properly. And Amazon got a few complaints like, hey, you're not allowed to sell that anymore. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, yeah, it doesn't take much. Right? I mean, they, they'll clamp down on you. They used to scare us to death when that happened. But now we're selling so many products that, you know, it, these things happen. But... It, that's money walking out the door. Use a little extra bubble wrap. You know, use the right size box. The three foot drop test. I like to scare my team from time to time. I'll walk into the warehouse. I'm like, all right, three foot drop test. And I'll hold something up over there. You know, like, no, no, don't drop it. I'm like, I should be able to though, right? And they're like, yeah, but let's not do that. <laughs> it's funny. I, uh, I remember going through a, like a trade show one time uh, with my brother. Uh, we were there with our, with our parents and, you know, we were just kids and we went up to this one table and they were selling uh, China and it said unbreakable. And so my brother picked up a plate and just dropped it on the concrete. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. But I mean, did it, it break? Oh, yeah. Shattered, <laughs> shattered everywhere. People are freaking out. But I thought that just reminds me of this three foot drop test. You know, yeah. it's up to you as the seller to make sure that that product doesn't break. It, it is a three. Is it three or four foot? I can't remember. I don't know. It's one of the two. I forget. I always, you know what? The reason I forget is I always like to make it better than what Amazon standard is. So if they say three, I say four. If they say, I want you to respond uh, as a seller within 24 hours to messages, I want a seller to think about this in terms of get back to the buyer within three hours, not 24 hours. Uh, You know, respond to Amazon, not in 24 hours or 48 hours, respond within three hours. But you can't do that unless you know what you're going to tell them. If you know the answer in advance, you know, you don't want to be scrambling and trying to figure this out within three hours, you know, sure. but you do want to respond as, as quickly as you can within reason. Highest possible standards. Well, let me, let me ask you this. How much time should someone commit to learning account health? Let's say I've got a reasonable size account. I want to sleep well at night knowing that it's secure. Your book's two or three hours. This course is five or six hours of content. You know, and then on an ongoing basis, what's it look like? You know, just time commitment wise, help me quantify it. That might be enough, you know, in terms of learning. You're obviously always learning, paying attention to what's going on with the terms of service. And don't let me forget when you're asking, okay, what are tips? What are things that people can be doing? And I say to myself, terms of service, and it triggers me to tell you, read the terms of service. Yes. You shouldn't be selling on Amazon if you have not read 
the terms of service, the, the seller code of conduct and the business solutions agreement. That is hypercritical. Yeah, that box you checked when you were signing up and just scrolling through. Yeah. There's some important stuff in there. For sure. And uh, yeah, they one of the one of the lines, I and mean, this is Jim's interpretation is, hey, if we decide we don't like you someday, we can make you vanish from the planet, basically. Pretty much. <laughs> so, I'm going to send a message to somebody. They own. Quick. He's like, no, this is my business, Amazon. They're like, uh, terms of service, actually. You know, this is our sandbox. We can, if we decide we don't like you one day, poof. That's why multiple income streams are, are so important. But I do really, I've met the people who work in these departments. I know that you have as well, Scott. And in, in, in their defense, they're just, they're dealing with tens of thousands of different attempts to scam their system from bad actors every single day. And they have to throw a lot of bathwater out. You know, it, sometimes a baby gets caught in there and they do everything they can. I've had them you know, I know it's heartbreaking to them. I've had these conversations like we don't want to throw away people's family business and neighborhood businesses that have grown out of the garage and turned like we don't want to crush those dreams. None of them get pleasure in that, but they're throwing out a lot of bathwater every day. Just keep that in mind. Tens of thousands of scam accounts being shut down yeah, pretty much on a daily basis, last I heard. That you is, know. I think, another important thing to keep in mind is that Amazon's not trying to get rid of you. You know, like if they, quote unquote, suspend your license, they don't want you to not be able to drive. They just want you to pause and, you know, figure out exactly what the problem was and how to how to eliminate it. Right. Keep the problem from getting worse. Stop it. Well, it's a small issue. And then let's get back on the road and and get back up to speed. That really is their heart. And I know that they've got KPIs where they're recruiting new sellers aggressively. They want more sellers. They want more products. They take that whole thing of the everything store very seriously. They need tens, if not hundreds of thousands of more sellers coming in with products. They've built this infrastructure for it. So no, they're not trying to get rid of sellers. All these crazy theories you hear like, well, Amazon just wants to get rid of third-party sellers so they can keep it all to themselves. No, I had a senior VP tell me we have no intention of ever being anywhere near as competent at finding all the products and all the discounts and the deals and populating the shelves. Like, that's what you guys do. Third-party sellers, you guys are so much better than that than we will ever be. We don't have the infrastructure, the team, the qualifications to tackle that the way the crowd can. Mm. Going back to your your question uh, about how much time somebody should be spending. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it depends on the size of your account. But I mean, I would say everybody should be spending an hour a day working on their business instead of in their business. And that one of the first priority things that should be taking place during that time is your account health. And if it takes the whole hour, so be it. But normally it wouldn't. But if you have that time set aside, it's like, okay, every day at 9 o'clock a.m., I'm going to work on my business. And the first thing you do is check your account health and pay any attention that is necessary to that. You know, that'd be a really good place to start. And then the bonus is you can make huge strides in your business during any of that hour that's not spent on account health. Yeah. It, it's the old uh, Abe Lincoln. You give me you know eight hours to chop down a tree. I'm going to spend six of them sharpening the axe, right? Like That's where you make your big moves is when you're working on, not in. If you're scrambling, packing and shipping and finding products constantly, you know you may think you're, the hamster wheel is, is where it's at, but stepping back and building a few more hamster wheels sometimes, you know, or, or hiring some faster hamsters, you know, there's, you want to work on your business. You want to make sure you're oiling those hamster wheels, making sure you're compliant with the way your hamster wheels are arranged, you know, step back from the, the rat race. And I think we've used some really good 
uh, word pictures today, just off the top of our heads too. We didn't plan this. We got some good ones, man. <laughs> well, Scott, I sure appreciate you, man. You're a friend of the community and a friend of many Amazon sellers inside and outside our community. And I know you take your your business very seriously and your, your walk with God seriously as well. You've got a, a servant's heart, man. It's just a true pleasure working with you and, and walking with you, man. I agree. Thank you. I appreciate Thank you, the opportunity. Sir. Thank you for mentioning the book in the group. You know, you're the first one to mention it. You're the first one to that I sent it to to read, and and I really appreciate it. And, you know, thank you for the invite and for the you know visibility at the conference. Uh, you know, you guys put on an incredible conference, and I love your group. Well, you the door is always open for you, man. You've served this community selflessly for many years, and uh, the results speak for themselves. I don't think I know anybody who has a bad thing to say about you from our community. You've just been nothing but helpful and and uh, giving. So. I appreciate you, man. And we're trying to we're trying to smooth this right out for these Amazon sellers, and you're a big part of that. So God bless you, man. And the course, I'll mention it one last time: ProvenAmazonCourse.com/slash/health. And then the title of the book one more time, so I don't mess it up, Scott. Uh, you can look it up on Amazon. It just type in "Plans of Action," and it'll right. it'll come up with a. It's got a. Here's the cover. Nice. You got it. There it is. For those watching on YouTube, plans of action. Yep. Yep, and so. it's by Scott Morgolius, who is our special guest today. And it's been great hanging out with, with you, my friend. Uh, so let me address the audience real quick as we wrap this episode up. Uh, thank you for hanging out with Scott and I today, giving us some of your most valuable asset. That's your time. We truly do appreciate that. And if you enjoyed this, hey, would you spread the word? Send people to silentgym.com slash podcast and say, hey, check these guys out. They really seem to know what they're doing. And if, if you're not convinced yet yourself, one thing I suggest you do is go to our Facebook group. We're about to pass 66,000 members, I think today or tomorrow wow. in that group. It, it's a big group. And we've got a thousand recent success story testimonial posts, unsolicited fully candid posts in our group that you can scroll through. And hopefully that'll convince you if great episodes like these don't, that we know what we're talking about and we can help you build a great business. So spread the word and share it. And finally, God bless all the business building warriors out there. We are in your corner. We take your success very seriously. That's how we measure our success. We want you to grow an incredible business. We're here to help with that. So we'll talk to you again with another episode like this real soon. And Scott, hey, thanks again, brother, for being here. Thank you. Appreciate you. Appreciate it. To all the listeners, talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.